I guess. Do they have the red light? It says it's recording. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, it says recording on my screen. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I guess you guys don't Hello. see it. Nope. <laughs> uh, your lips are pretty red. Did you put lipstick on? Yes, it's the filter. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you said I look sick, so I turned it up. Did I say you look sick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I must have forgotten. We have it on video. <laughs> <laughs> but I did tell you that I woke up with a sore throat. Yeah. And then you guys said Corona and RIP. Yeah. So thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't affect the sore throat to chat. affect like how you look. But I don't oh. think sore throat is like a symptom, right? F. <laughs> I think it's like the coughing and shortness of breath, those are the things you should look out for. I guess so. Yeah, and fever. Yeah. Yeah, so. Alright, so. Hopefully, none yet. Sorry for uh, this morning. Like, I woke up, it was 12, and then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. okay, I thought it was tomorrow. Oh. Um, but well, we'll see when anyone joins us. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, it's a better time. Well, I didn't announce it to anyone. Right now. Yeah, it's okay. Hopefully, my Twitch, well, people who follow me on Twitch will see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. George's twenty-seven followers. So one was me, and I know I, we're starting. I have twenty-seven. That's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> <Is it? Yeah. laughs> Right, uh, so hi guys, welcome to another episode of Evening Drama. We are 12 episodes in, and uh, yeah, like it's good we've managed to keep something going for this long. I don't, I can't recall the last time I kept something going on for 12 months. Hey, 12, 12 weeks, yeah, 12 weeks, like uh, a creative project. Well, I guess my comic, but then that's just an individual. Yeah. Comic. Yeah, but like right. a, group a group thing for sure. This is unprecedented. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So how? But it's so interesting, right? Because uh -huh. oh, uh, we could share. Like, so you overslept. So yep. I feel like I wasn't sure whether we were doing it today or tomorrow. But I realized it has to be today because today is Sunday, Malaysia. Yeah. Um, and then. I was so tempted to cancel, but you could insist that we still have one more chance yeah. in this um, time slot to, to do it. So yeah. thank you for not letting us <laughs> slip away as we usually do. Oh. It's like going to the gym, right? You, you can't miss one session. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. I was speaking of which, I've missed many sessions this oh. week. <laughs> we, we should totally work out sing it. At least, like, you're consistent. You know, like, you're consistently missing gym. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think we should. Well, I think I need to exercise or get in shape. So, yeah, uh, I mean, this, this MCO has, like, made me realize. Because, like, now, I like, you know, at least, like, uh, before MCO, like, I would go out for meet friends for lunch. Mm -hmm. And then, like, walk around malls or whatever. So, even then, that's, like, a little bit of exercise, right? Yeah. But then now it's mm -hmm. like pretty much nothing unless I go to the supermarket. But it's like 
once a week, which mm-hmm. is uh, considerably less, right? Yeah. And I feel like uh, I feel like it's not it's not healthy. Yeah, well, that's true. I feel like my mind is a lot more restless these days. Your mind? Yeah, like I feel very restless these days. Like I don't know. I feel like it might have something to do with being cooped up at home. Huh. Yeah. Did you guys go to the gym together before? No, no. never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, cause so yesterday, uh, I took out like some old uh we we had an old computer that was in the living room that my mom used to use and uh hasn't been turned on in years so we were think like my mom wanted to clear out the cupboard and use it to store other stuff so i i lugged the computer and like it's like it was a cpu a printer and uh a subwoofer and i lugged it to my car and i felt fine like yesterday but then today, this morning, I woke up and my arms like are fucking painful. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I I I didn't know where it came from. Then I, like I think in the middle of the day, I was like, oh yeah, yesterday I was lifting heavy shit. Like oh my god, I'm so so out of shape. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I feel the same way too. When I walk up and down the stairs, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm out of breath from doing this." <laughs> yeah. So, 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 do, are you guys is thinking of a gym membership? So, twenty four. What do you call it here? Like, what's your um, gym? I don't have a membership anymore. But then, my apartment has uh, my condo is like a gym downstairs. So. Oh, cool. Are you, you going to bring a lot of wipes? I'm trying to figure out how you <laughs> make sure it stays they, clean. They they do. I mean, even before the MCO, they had like um like I'm not sure if it's uh, sanitizer. I guess it's a sanitizer for you to wipe it down. Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. I don't think they. I don't know like how many people actually did wipe it down, but I feel like it's very it's very rarely used. A lot. I mean, usually I just see people. One or two people on the treadmills, and then every now and then you can hear people dropping the weights on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, that's about it. I mean, as long as you okay. clean it for your own self, that's fine, right? Like, it doesn't matter if other people clean it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just clean it before you use it. Actually, I don't know. I mean, usually, right. like, they, the, the wipes, they say please wipe down after use, right? Mm-hmm. So, no one really says that. Like, uh, I guess now because of the corona, people you should wipe it before use as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to really trust other people to do it, and that doesn't make sense. And then maybe maybe we should all change all the signs to say wipe before use, so you don't waste a wipe for no reason. Yeah, that's true. But you should wipe it before and after, though. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean. People are usually, I guess, too lazy to do it after. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just want to get off and go home or go shower. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know, I'll probably get back into doing some stuff at home. Like, home uh, insanity. Have you heard of that, Kristen? The insanity workout? <laughs> yeah, insanity workout. Yeah, it's sort of like P90X, oh, right? Oh, what's that? 
yeah, yeah. I think it's the same guy. No, it's not the same guy. But it, it, like those two were popular around the same time back then. Uh, mm-hmm. In ninety and yeah, insanity is by this guy yeah. called Sean T. So yeah, I I I did it in the past. Uh, I managed to lose some weight, but uh, yeah, I stopped after I think two months or one and a half months. Cause uh, mm-hmm. I I've I managed to do the normal version, and then they said for the second mm-hmm. one you should try the advanced advanced class, and that was too much mm-hmm. for me. Like, and because I felt like I couldn't do it, then uh, that made me give mm-hmm. up. <laughs> right. So so I've been trying to follow this um, workout series called PE with Joe, and it's meant for adults and kids. Right. It's very popular in the UK and around the world. Whereas Sky YouTube streams live, mm-hmm. um, and it's essentially a hit workout similar to P90X, but made more kid friendly. And then I find I was consistent doing it until like this I work, and then it kind of fell apart. But I feel like what happens is like mentally, I'm like, oh. With the first time you return to it, it's gonna suck, yeah. and then it's gonna make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do it. Not so much that the sucking part is because it will make me feel bad. So uh-huh. if I can delay that as long as possible, then my brain is happy or something. So I feel like that's what I need to overcome. Is like, you know, obviously it's gonna feel bad for anyone if you suddenly restart workout. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I felt the same when I tried to do insanity. Like first, you have to do a fitness test to gauge your fitness levels right yeah and then like that mm-hmm. was so difficult now i was like thinking like man at this rate i'll never be able to do the rest of the workout and then it's kind of mm-hmm. like oh then what's the point right if you can't even do what he's doing or you're doing like a fraction <laughs> of what he's doing then what, how effective is it gonna be right so i mean mm-hmm. I, I mean that's not like the, it's not right thinking but then no, that's yeah. how it feels but i understand understand what you're trying to say but yeah, the mm-hmm. I mean the the yeah. fitness test is actually a gauge of your like where you are. So you're supposed to repeat it I think every two weeks and when you do it again the second time, you feel like you, you can suddenly do the stuff that you couldn't do initially. And then when yeah, you, yeah. and then uh, by the time uh the third time it comes around you do it and you, you can do everything and it feels so good, you know, like I oh I couldn't do this like four weeks ago and now I can and like I mm-hmm. I don't know to me that feels very positive. Yeah. Well, if you still can't do it like two weeks later, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure you'll be able to do it. Just I mean, even if you can't like follow how many reps he does, like you can still pull off the moves. I I think that's like improvement lah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you stick to it, and then it will become like, uh, well, not nothing, but <laughs> it'll be easier as as you keep doing it. Yeah. But I guess the the yeah. hardest part is uh taking the first step as usual, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's the same as what we're doing here. Yeah, and then like so with the PU Joe, he actually encourages you to just keep a very short like notes or journal yeah. to, to remind yourself that after you do the workout usually you feel really good because yeah. he says that actually these like fitness tests or whatever they don't um have a lasting effect he thinks it's the mental health aspect that actually reminds you to to exercise yeah. however 
I do do this, but but like my my memory is so short or something. Like that emotional memory of okay, that felt good. It was worth my time. It's so like like not long lasting that it's hard to. I'm like oh, I wrote this, but yet somehow I feel like it sucks to begin again. <laughs> so hi. Edna. Anyway, maybe that Thanks should be on our. Oh gosh, hello. <laughs> Edmund recommends maybe hip, that should be hip hop abs. Yeah, hip hop abs is another thing. No, I think yeah, maybe I'll give that a shot, cause that one uh, involves dancing, and I think it should be funner, oh. funner than <laughs> than uh, insanity. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, find me the link. Maybe that should be our homework for next episode. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, yeah, we'll check in in mm-hmm. one week. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll start uh, hip hop abs tomorrow. <coughs> okay. You in, in Singip? Uh, I don't do hip hop. I have to do something else. Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll check it out too. Let's see. Let's see if it's uh, suiting my personality. <laughs> um. Okay. Cool. So, all right. Up next, we have our usual beginning of the episode Runeterra update. So, for me. <sighs> I've been stuck. In fact, I've been deproving. I've been actively deproving in my rank. Luckily, once you hit gold, you can't go any further down. Mm-hmm. But I've been trying a lot of different strategies and different decks, and yet somehow my win rate has gotten dipped below fifty percent, oh. and I'm not sure why. So my my theory is that what's happening is I'm trying to get all fancy and use like more complex decks where you can't mess around as much mm-hmm. and like, you cannot like misplay as much and you also have to mulligan correctly according to what you see your um, opponent type to be and I'm just not doing it optimally yeah um, even though shameful to say I'm doing a elusive variant of burn aggro and I'm still losing <laughs> so, so I'm just like oh man this sucks no, and man. it's not even a, it's a net deck burn decks uh, like I I feel the same in Magic. You you beat noobs, but when it comes to like higher ranks, yeah, yeah they they have answers for burn. Mhm. But the the good decks um in the gold rank are um they they're not the ones where I have the most cards with Shadow Isles. They tend to be like V or like Fiora or Deep. You know, they all require money investment because mm-hmm. I don't just don't have enough cards at this point. So yeah. I feel like stuck in terms of what I can be. Even with your the deck that I you designed, I tried it, but it in gold it doesn't really work because you don't have time to build up to um, you know Demacia and the you know number of people involved. No, you well most of the time I don't even win with Demacia. Like I just beat then them with you, my weenies. That's weedies. the deck you sent me. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I know. As in that's just a late game. Like thing when I oh yeah I I don't mean I don't mean for the Marcia the the cell I mean like just the I like they just remove my units as soon as I spawn them and I can't put them back so (laughs) I'm not sure how to win yeah yeah and I don't see the Marcia decks in the meta for gold and now I'm realizing that every like you know tier has its own meta too so you have to adjust according to like what? What I learned from like masters, people won't necessarily <laughs> apply to me. Maybe you're like focusing too much on like uh, decks as opposed to improving at the game. 
Exactly. I feel like that's what's happening. Yeah. So... Um, however, like like what Singip said last time, um, I've also been watching videos of people like Silverfuse is the um, Twitch streamer as slash YouTuber I really like because she doesn't really play to win per se. Mm -hmm. Like she's just creating all these like memes out of the decks yeah. where, for example, she will take like a, you know, crappy card like Bubble Bear and then try to like buff it a billion times. So when yeah. she draws it, it's a one turn kill. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like, you know, the enemy killed her with a vengeance anyway, and then she just cried. Oh. So like, <laughs> like just really like um, silly games like that, that I find very interesting. But yeah. again, like to make these meme decks, you need cards, which I don't have. Okay, well, I to get better, I recommend watching like the, you know, top, top 100 players, top 500. People like uh, mm -hmm. Bruce by God and Swim, they're, and they mm -hmm. they have very good streams because they talk about what they do, why why they're playing it, and like mm -hmm. they they try to read their opponents and all. Yeah, yeah. so like watching them, you can learn uh, how how they think, and uh, you can apply it when you play as well. Yeah, and the other thing is, I I feel like I need to read through a glossary because sometimes I just don't know what the terms people are using mean yeah you know like i know basic stuff like win condition or whatever but even like otk i'm like what is otk <laughs> <laughs> one turn kill yeah. <laughs> and in order to really understand a lot of these top players they use a lot of specialized terms so i think that's what like turned me off at first is like i try to listen to some of them but i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's okay i mean yeah, there's a lot of jargon also, you're like relatively new to card games, right? Yeah, I think that's what it is yeah. too. <laughs> oh, my my friend actually coded this uh, version of this uh, really old card game called Real Estate or something like that. Of course, he called it something else. Never um, heard it. Yeah. Uh, for sale. It's called For Sale, where um, essentially you have a bunch of cards with different. It's like one to thirty points, and then they're like different. Like one is like a cardboard box and. 30s a mansion mm -hmm. and then so you take turns to bid for these um, houses and then in the second half of the game you try to put them on auction um, in assigned slots and then whoever makes the most money from this buying and selling game wins yeah. and I'm always last because I'm <laughs> so terrible and like, I like point games and like remembering what everyone else bought and things like that yeah so I, I think this is not, not my natural talent for sure so <laughs> I don't know. Sing it, you might be really good because at least you played Magic. No, I wasn't that good at Magic in you. Oh, really? <laughs> Who was the best at Magic among you guys? Uh, it's George. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I guess I was the one who took it the most seriously. Like, I would go mm. Friday Night Magic and then I'd attend tournaments and stuff. Yeah. And I would mm -hmm. read. Yeah, back then I would like read, uh, shit. What's the website called? Star City Games. I don't know if they're still around. Uh, like mm -hmm. a, a bunch of magic websites where they talk strategy and discuss the meta and all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this long mm -hmm. time ago, man. Uh, back then we didn't have broadband, I think. Or if we did, there there wasn't Twitch yet, so no one was streaming magic games. And then we played on mm -hmm. a bootleg uh client called Apprentice. Uh, before that, like there was no magic online yet, so there was this oh. uh, third-party client that people like mm -hmm. you. You had to go on RRC and then uh, like mm -hmm. 
ask people for matches there and then yeah you give them oh wow your ip and then you start a match and all. <laughs> <laughs> so those were yeah. yeah long time ago but fun times fun times mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like you're you're like this is true to your personality trait is that when you do do something you take it way more seriously than than me and saying it and <laughs> like trying to dive deeper into the topic I think everyone kind of does that. Just like I mean, for different things, you know. Mm. Yeah, like. Well, I mean, yours has led to a career. So, <laughs> like, I mean, you told me being good at magic is <laughs> something that's important for a job later in my <laughs> first century. I'll be like, no way. And then, of course, now I'm like, oh, I wish I could be those like elite gamers with millions of sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> And oh. e-girls hanging around, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> but, but I don't know if you'll find it as fun if you were doing it professionally, you know. Playing magic? That's true. Yes. Like, there's so much more pressure to perform, and and your livelihood really depends on you performing well. Whereas now, if it's like a hobby, you know, even if it's like a serious hobby, mm. you still enjoy mm-hmm. it, you know, you can take a break whenever you want, you lose, it's fine. That's true. I guess you gotta think of it like a job, right? If you slack off at work, you're gonna get replaced or fired or, you know, demoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So but you can't... But, like, with games, especially, like, sports and, like, e-sports, mm-hmm. you can't just do okay, you know? It's like, you can do oh, okay yeah, sure. job, yeah. you know? Yeah. But this one is like, no, you mm-hmm. always be at the top of your game. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also, like, a, there's also, like, a lifespan, too, right? Like, like once mm-hmm. you get a certain age, like your reflexes just aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's why I play right. card oh, games. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, hopefully it's not as bad as like you know CrossFit or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where there is an age factor. Um, though, so, like math, supposedly, right? The best math theories, theorems, and whatever come from quite young, like in your twenties, and then after that, there is a cognitive decline. So I do wonder, like, that's oh, really? why, maybe that's why a lot of these gamers are very young. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, maybe there's certain, like, calculations aspect are better for young people. But no, no. never too late to start, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I maybe don't it's me, disagree. Yeah. Because it's like, we're younger, we see things differently. Mm-hmm. As we get older mm-hmm. and more set in our ways, like, we're we are unwilling to think outside the box. So. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, also, and like, I feel like there's also less distractions. Yeah, like young people have all the time in the world to get better at something, you know. I think back then mm-hmm. when we were students, well, when I was a student, I, I, I guess I took my time for granted. I, I didn't do anything productive with it. Uh, like now I miss, you know, not I miss the time that I used to have, yeah. But I mean, it's not too late now. I I can still do whatever I want. It's just that, I I have less hours to put into something than I could have if I had. Uh, but you know, like they say, it's all it's all uh, hypothetical. Like you never know what would happen if you went back in time and you changed mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. I always For feel sure. like uh, I would never, I wouldn't really want to change what. Uh, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't necessarily change what I did. Mm-hmm. Because everything that I've done has led me to where I am today. 
and I guess I'm quite happy or contented with where I am. Yeah. So yeah, it's not it's, a, it's not. A, I mean, obviously, we all make mistakes along the way, but it's not necessarily like a bad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think when I stabbed you with a pen, it gave you your first taste of a tattoo, and then now you're covered with them? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I think so. I believe. I was the cause. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yes, I I do remember that. That's uh. Do you still have a scar? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I didn't use enough ink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and I remember when we were young, we would play. Speaking of IP based games, wasn't there like a big two? game uh yeah. yeah someone had to host it too and i don't think you'll yeah, blow yeah. a security risk involved <laughs> trying to play that game <laughs> but i remember that was really fun yeah it was i i enjoyed but Chorati is very close to like magic, you know. You you're playing respond. You're responding to cards. You're like guessing, uh, like what people have, and then you know keeping your threats for later and so on. Yeah. It's like Uno, I guess. Yeah, like Uno, you know. So I I like that as skill, like to me. But as poker, I feel if you get dealt a good hand, you're gonna win. There's no way around it, right? But Chor, I think is more like a... even if you have a good hand, you can still misplay and not win. So you can even win with crappy cards based on like what other people play as well. Mm, not really. Uh, like with poker, you can still yeah. lose with a good hand because unless you? like you have like the ultimate hand that you know for sure not going to beat like a royal flush with spades, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a chance mm-hmm. that someone could still somehow bluff you out of your supposedly good hand right so i feel like the skill in poker is uh, more socially based like you have to be socially smart to trick people you know i guess that's it like i don't have the the lying and there's also like (laughs) and there's also like uh math involved you know like to calculate percentages of uh you Mm -hmm. know can you complete your hand can the guy complete his hand you know Mm -hmm. so that's quite complex yeah, and I feel like you maybe you're thinking of Texas Hold'em, which is a much shorter game, and Chorai is technically a variant of poker. It's all in the same family of games, right? Of trying to complete hands and playing with other people and all that. Yeah. So I think with Hold'em, the bridge is the most popular one. There's just fewer turns, so it feels like there's less opportunity to play like strategically. Um, there's fewer turns if you whereas, lose, though. If you're winning, right, like, if you lose. Yeah, if you win, then you yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then, like, that's where like, I start to do badly because like, after a while, I just start to lose interest right. and like, I get a bit distracted. And then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, well, just let me bluff my way. If I win, I win. Huh. Yeah. Did you um, look into the masterclass on uh, poker playing? I think there's one. Oh, I was thinking of I was, uh, it was on my list of things I wanted to <laughs> But then oh, I don't okay. really yeah. poker. Sponsor us, masterclass. I don't really play poker that much anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you can practice all year for that once a year opportunity. 
to shine. Oh. <laughs> Think of it as like the international. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Masterclass. Mm -hmm. Is there like masterclass for making decks in PowerPoint? Oh yeah, that was the next topic, right? Well, oh. so like I also do PowerPoints for a living, mm -hmm. and uh, there are special templates that you can buy, um, where uh, you know they uh, so you can have some better infographics and whatnot compared to what's the default. You know, how many times can you look at that funnel or like that circle, triangle, circle, triangle template, right? Uh -huh. um, however, there's companies that specialize in PowerPoint, so I'll. Um, uh, it's called, for example, I feel like doing an ad for them. It's called Ghost Ranch. So you go to ghostranch.com. They make professional decks for um, really big companies. Um, however, their thing is they do all the creative based on the story. And I feel like that's the, you know, art of it. It's like if you really, really want it to be like super impressive, you would go to that level of customizing the template according to the story you're trying to tell um, for your business. Oh, that's a nice hitter. So I do wonder if they offer, yeah, if they offer any classes, our services. Uh, I see the thing. Well, uh, like I don't have to create them from scratch. There's company templates mm -hmm. to use. But the thing mm -hmm. is, like you know, you have to put in uh, items in a like format that's readable, and then also like not too much. Like you don't want to overwhelm your audience, and then like. When you're presenting it, you have to say stuff that's not on the screen, and like right, yeah. I mean, it's a whole whole fucking like chore, I guess you can call it mm -hmm. that. Uh, and it's been such an important part of my working life. Like almost every job I've had, mm -hmm. I've been required to make a deck, and then most of the time I would have right. to present as well. But we, mm -hmm. I, I never like I wasn't taught in college or well. I mean, they we we were taught how to use PowerPoint. I think in school, and that was it, you know. But mm -hmm. how to make like impactful or useful slides? That that's a thing I feel like people need to learn. Like I mean, should be taught. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do learn a lot by yeah. trial and error and like a lot of uh, scolding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, yeah. And the thing is, mm -hmm. also every so, company has like a different, like every boss has a different way they want you to present the info, and you have to like pick up on what they want and adjust accordingly. And yeah, I don't know. It's like such a like I feel it's kind of dumb as well. You spend like days working on a set of slides that will only get used once or twice, and you know. People mm -hmm. move on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends on whether the deck is meant for reading versus presenting. So I think for reading, you can, it's almost like you're writing a book. Mm -hmm. Whereas for presenting, like the the best, uh, like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying they're the best talks, but like, like TED Talks, right? You can see they use hardly yeah. any text on it. It's really more of a background image. So I feel like that's the ideal standard. Yeah. Um, and actually, if, if um, there are some designers who put up their PowerPoints, which, you know, they list all of the slides, like uh, one slide and their speaker notes on the other, and I find them quite inspiring to see how they tell that story um, when it's all laid out. So I, I feel like 
uh, like what you said, there's like two things. It's like serving what the manager thinks is good versus like what is objectively good, which might not be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Would you consider yourself good at Dex? At PowerPoint? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm better than most because I work for a company that people would hire to make PowerPoints. Oh, <laughs> so I, oh, I got okay. trained in making it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I can tell you every company has a different needs and styles and you ideally you have like a brand book where you would match everything. Yeah. Um, and be consistent there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in terms of look and feel, they you know, usually it's standard colors and fonts and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think like, you know, the other art is like as much visualization of data as possible. If you have like graphs or whatever, it's always better than text. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, but, but the most important thing is whether it tells the story you want to tell to make the you know person you're targeting change what they're doing. Okay. So I don't know, like what is the point of like the PowerPoints that you have to make like in general? Is it to change something or uh, is it to well, inform I mean, people? They've all had been for different purposes. So the most common one would mm-hmm. be the pitch deck. Like, yeah. Yeah, getting someone. Yeah, to so agency life, right? Your, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like how do you convey thoughtfulness? And oftentimes it's not about how the deck looks. It's like how much research did you actually do yeah. to hit that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 I think the other like thing is coming up with a standard process of how to do it. So with pitch decks, I think. You know, the company would usually do like a analysis of strengths, opportunities, weaknesses, you know, challenges or whatever. SWOT. And then you come up with, yeah, like a SWOT analysis. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then, and then after that, you would, you know, say like, you know, this is what we think you should do. And then, like, you know, graphics of examples of what we've done for other clients. Yeah. Um, so, as, yeah, as much as you can templatize it, it will make it less painful as well. Oh. Yeah, but I think you are you asking about the creative aspect though. I feel like that's part you like the most. <laughs> like creative, I it's not so much of a deal for me. It's like just mm-hmm. picking out the like right right info to put onto the slides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, I, yeah. I I last week I was assigned uh, to my first deck for my current job, and yeah, it's due next week, mm-hmm. so I have to get one done. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> well good luck yeah, yeah. and this is your first one i'm sure you'll you know adjust accordingly yeah yeah but well, it wasn't part yeah. of the job description but anyway to, to, to <laughs> go back to your question like i don't think masterclass has a class on powerpoints oh. um though i've seen them in the boing boing store like at least they keep advertising it to me um that's the one that comes to mind but i don't know the quality of that of those classes yeah, I'm sure after. This, I think it's sort of like. I'm sure after this episode, I'll start getting ads about PowerPoint classes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, and if you are a PowerPoint class and you want to advertise on this channel, um, but I think that there's also like satisfaction with learning to be a power user, which I think is a separate topic. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, um, even in using G Sheet, right? Like I was trying to learn how to use some APIs to pull in data and I'm like, oh, I feel so like satisfied knowing that I know how to use it like slightly more than the average person. Oh man, I, so, I remember like, like the, the first time I learned how to use VLOOKUP. 
I was like, whoa, yeah. this is amazing. I'm so good at exactly. Excel. <laughs> and, yeah. I think Excel is totally worth diving deeper into because it's, a, it's a very powerful. Yeah. It's actually such a great programming is, language. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but all we do is use it for like text. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's the same way with PowerPoint. Like, there's like a lot of hidden functions that people use to make um, graphics. Mm -hmm. So like one thing that um, I didn't have to do because we had a graphics team, but they would use little tricks to make, um, you know, like 3D happen and things like that. And it's essentially not a true 3D. It's like a slightly offset or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you can draw by using the intersection and unions as well to make irregular shapes. Mm -hmm. So if you yeah. really get deeper into it, there's a lot too. Okay. Oh, uh, well, if yeah. you have any so. resources for like PowerPoint tips or any courses, you can feel free to share them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, okay, yeah, I'll look into it. I'll be keen. Cool. All right, our next topic is well, finally we're supposed to research our favorite editor of a book. <laughs> this is from two episodes ago um, that we kept forgetting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I did 30 seconds of lookup for mine. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, to me, I, like, I can't recall a favorite book, to be honest. Like, so mm -hmm. I, I didn't it doesn't know, have to be favorite it's unmemorable memorable maybe yeah like that's the thing i don't know like for me uh the the most like memorable book memorable book i've read recently uh i i can't even remember like i don't know like just i'm not sure why like uh i haven't recalled a book well i guess murakami i'm reading right now it's pretty good but i haven't finished reading it i did mm -hmm. look up uh mm -hmm. some stuff about him he, like, his work has been translated in so many languages. So he has, like, tons of uh, translators. And also he has an someone called an editor-at-large who edits the translated work. Well, I think... Oh, I'm not I sure if he edits all languages, but uh, he edits the English one. Yeah, and so mm -hmm. I was like, wow, okay. You, you, you have like a... a to edit all the videos. Yeah, no. So, uh, like Murakami's work would be edited and then published and then translated. And then uh, it would be... Af uh, after translated, it would be edited again. So it's like actually twice. And then uh, I've read some uh, interesting posts online about uh, by, by some of the translators and... The editing process is not as simple as it seems because, like, it's in a the original text is in a different language. So, like, let's say uh, Malay, right? You say uh, words in different order, like "Kawan uh, saya" is my friend, right? But if you translated mm -hmm. it in order, it would be "friend my," right? So stuff like that you would have to figure mm -hmm. out because uh, it's not in English, and then you have to see because like it can completely change the meaning of a sentence and all so translation is also not so straightforward and then yeah they need to get edited as well so i don't know like mm -hmm. what i'm currently reading is like I, I i have no idea it might be like a super watered down version of the original text but then there's exactly. some people yeah and but some people are also complaining about uh murakami's other books that i haven't read yet 
they said like, oh, this guy needs an editor, because like he repeated the same uh, like paragraph but with different words, you know, like. You mean the word. original or the translated one? The translated one. So that, but, but it's not really his fault, right? Is it? I don't know. Then people came to defend Murakami, saying like, "Oh, you know, Japanese like it's like that. It's a very long, weird, confusing prose or something like that." So I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I I don't have uh, the expertise to comment on on his work. Actually, like the translation thing is quite interesting because I think it was earlier this week or last week I read like how New Gaiman was involved in. Uh, Helping translate uh, Studio Ghibli's movies, so like uh, one of them was the oh. Princess Mon- Mononoke. Is it? Is that Mononoke. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they were saying like how uh, how like the the Hollywood studios wanted to how, how, what's the term for it like they almost wanted to bastardize the uh, the original work to make it more palatable to a western audience mm-hmm. and then like uh, new gamer like i guess being a writer himself he understood like what uh the 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 guy the studio give the guy wanted right his yeah. intentions and then like he fought to keep it in even though like it would not have made sense if it were done in a western way mm. Yeah, and uh, as well as like some expressions that Murakami uses, so like he'll translate some English phrases into Japanese, and so it'll seem mm-hmm. uh, mysterious in Japanese because it's not a common idiom or metaphor. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> but then uh, when uh, translated back, it's very like cliche back in English, so they oh, they, they adjust it accordingly as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it's yeah. actually quite interesting, but yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. do any research on editors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's okay because what happened is I actually ended up researching a translator just like you did. Okay. Um, which wasn't our original ass, but he was the person who came to mind. Um, so uh, the Three Body Problem is a pretty famous sci-fi book. Um, that came from uh, mainland China, and the uh, translator for that book is uh, Ken Liu. Um, so I would say that, 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 you know, got me interested, right? Because I thought, you know, who, why did they pick this particular person to translate such a famous book? And, um, it turns out he's quite an accomplished uh, sci-fi writer himself. So I got into his writing. Um, and I highly recommend this book called Paper Menagerie, which is a series of short stories that are based on Chinese folktales, but, you know, written for, like, a foreign audience. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, this is totally Singip's jam. Um, and it reminds me of that um, comic by Jean Yang that was based upon, like, The Monkey King. Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? <coughs> I've only read no. uh, that two-part series. Is it War and Peace or something? Mm-hmm. I forgot. Wait. American Born Chinese is the name of the graphic novel. Yeah. That, that was his first book, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like that. It's like if you if you know the original stories, it makes it so much richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like his his own stories. In fact, I think it, to me it's better than the three body problem. But because it, I, I I like that style a lot better. Whereas the three body problem, like it's intellectually very intriguing, but the plot line to me is more flat. But again, maybe you know I'm missing some cultural context there. 
Okay, but yeah, it sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Three body problem. Is that the original yeah. title in Chinese? Sort of, yeah. yeah. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's a, it's a physics concept. Ah, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then I am right. But yeah, I also have like the hard time up. researching editors too, though. <laughs> like they are not. Sometimes they are credited in like the acknowledgements, but it's mm -hmm. not like a formal acknowledgement. Like it's not like written by so and so, edited by so and so. Mm hmm. But I tried to like do a lot of research on, uh, New Gaiman's books, but then like, uh, you just can't seem to find like. The editors of his books. Yeah, no, I feel. But in the process of like doing that, uh, I came across one editor who helped him write some annotations in like his uh, in like extended works for like Sandman and American Gods. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. and then like uh, and then it also made me realize like the importance of choosing. Uh, not, of not only just having an editor but choosing the right one mm -hmm. because like okay so the guy that helped uh help him do like american gods and sandman is this guy called leslie klinger or klinger or however you pronounce it so uh apparently he's very well versed in victorian era kind of topics okay. and so okay. like uh he's actually he actually edits quite a lot for like uh like Sherlock Holmes related stories. Mm. So yeah, so like it made me realize like, you know, not editors don't just help you like point out like grammatical mistakes, you know? Yeah. But uh you know, especially like if you hire one that's suited to your genre, the style, then they can help you achieve what you want, you yeah. know, from your mm. writing. So yeah, that was why that's why I realized. Yeah, it's true. Like, it would be very helpful if yeah, someone, an expert in the genre or the topic editing your work, because they would offer a lot of insight that you would otherwise miss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. I think oh, yeah. we're still down to finding significant editor <laughs> that he will like. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, uh, like, famous editors, uh, I was just thinking that I realized books, <clears throat> they only like mention editors when the editors themselves are famous so for example uh back when i work at big bad wolf books there were a lot of these like sci-fi fantasy uh collections where they would put mm -hmm. uh edited by george R. R. martin you know but he didn't write any of the stories wow. in yeah he 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 edited right. it. but his name is like like right across the top of the page like the the cover and <laughs> like you oh. You realize you open it and it's like, oh, not he didn't even submit a story to this compilation. He just edited the work. So the the bunch of mm -hmm. books like that, like uh, selected and edited or whatever. But yeah, other than that, you never see editors' names in the spotlight, which is kind of mm. sad. That's I, cool that he edited. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I can look it up. But I forgot what's the the there's like a few. Mm -hmm. It was like a series. Yeah, then he edited. But yeah, you know. Uh, Did you read the series? No, or the no, collection. I didn't. <laughs> well, I, I don't even wait read Wait a minute, he didn't write Martin. this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like, um, did you watch Game of Thrones? I did. 
It was enjoyable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean the. Yeah, until season eight. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't so angry like a lot of people on the internet. I mean, it's just okay. It's a bad ending, but whatever. Move on. At least it's over. Well, you don't have to watch it anymore. Yeah. I mean, the meme is that like now George R. R. Martin can finally write his book because the expectations are so low. <laughs> He's gonna end the show or end the series. Can you imagine if the show actually ended like how he was intending to end it, and then. He saw the reception was so bad, then he's gonna change it now. <laughs> oh, totally, and he's allowed to. Yeah, and I is. don't think he would have ended it this way. Like <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Like uh, unless he had a stroke in between or something, I don't think he would choose like abandon all of its plot lines completely and and do the opposite thing. That seems no, but it's possible that like his. Like the 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 because like uh, when you act it out, right, you have to cut out certain things to make it to fit the length of the episode. Yeah. So like you know like like Lord right. of the movie right like they cut out so many yeah. of those like little subtle parts. So it is okay. possible. Yeah, that that's possible. Could have been what he intended, but uh, mm-hmm. he would have pulled it off better in writing. Possible. That is true. That's a good point. Yeah. Now it's sort of like Brand never wants to be king. Mysteriously, he did now suddenly is the king. Like, I'm, something has to be explained in between <laughs> to, and to make the story make sense. And I can see, like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, Daenerys becoming, like, insane. That's plausible if you didn't make her become insane after only one episode. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, they did, they did, dishonoring like, the plot. They did hint at it, right, throughout, like, the series. Right, I mean, they uh, did, yeah. But she got, she got mm-hmm. more and more brutal, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> But like yeah. she, she like wholeheartedly embraced the the whatever her ex husband's clan is. I forgot Dothraki, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Stockholm syndrome, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> yeah, it is. I guess. Yeah. 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 So I guess we'll see. Actually, I don't even know what he's up to these days. Yeah. <laughs> is he working on this book? <laughs> I can you imagine the pressure like, of that? I thought he's like working on like some prequel series for. Oh, he's girls. distracted. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he doesn't know what everyone else is doing. I'm still waiting on this last book that I want. What book? Let's see. Uh, it's called The King Killer Chronicle, which I think you should read. I mean, I don't think you're into fantasy. Are you into fantasy, Kristen? Um, well, sometimes. I feel like I'm not those people that I know who are onto every single book the moment it comes out. Uh, oh, alright. Oh, okay. Well, That's something like interesting. You wrote the King, King Killer Chronicle. And the last, it is a mm-hmm. trilogy, right? So, uh, the last book, the second book that came out for the trilogy was in 2011. So, it's been nine years <laughs> since then. And it doesn't seem like he's about to complete the third one anytime soon. And it's like quite annoying because oh. like I bought it and then I was like thinking like, oh, yeah, it'll probably be out soon, you know, it's been so long. But now it doesn't mm-hmm. seem that way. And I completely forgotten uh, the story. Well, according to the first news article in Google, yeah. they think that the final book will be released in <laughs> August 2020. So you're close. No, but then, Almost uh, there. He like, refuted it, right? He said like, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll announce it himself or something. You shouldn't believe what you read online. 
Oh, speaking of oh, that. Oh, but a, a week ago, it says it's confirmed. Amazon accidentally released the date. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I, I googled that, but I don't think that's true, though. Let me see if I can find that. I know, right? When I, I was oh, Googling you're right. Last, he denied it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like Googling it like uh, last week, and then I was like, hey, what a coincidence, right? Like you Google it, and then suddenly you find yeah, news and there's no reason. And I, it's, yeah. it's like so, so coincidental. <laughs> wow, I was just thinking about this. I was speaking mm-hmm. of like rumors. Man, he looks of, like, like what I thought he would look like. Uh, oh. How... Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, uh, like I think it was uh, a couple of months ago, like back when uh, COVID first broke out. Um, mm-hmm. An author went onto the the fantasy writer subreddit, and then clarified that he uh, he's alive and well, because uh, there were like some rumors about either him or his wife catching COVID, and then uh, like they were like deathly ill. So yeah, like mm-hmm. the 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 author had to come out on Reddit and say, like, "No, uh, you know, I'm fine, and uh, don't believe everything you yeah. read on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yes, the rumors of my death are greatly exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I want to be that famous one day where people talk about. I know, right? That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh. so funny. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was a fun topic too. And now I feel like I want to. Re- well, should I get into the King Killer Chronicles, knowing that <laughs> the third book's not out? Is it worth reading? Uh, that the, long? I think if like, uh, I think even if you don't particularly enjoy fantasy, like just the way he writes is really good. Like it really draws you in. I don't know, like these days, like with all your 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 phones and tablets and computers, like I feel like there's a lot less time. I find myself like less willing to read. You know, I'd rather be entertained mm-hmm. passively, you know, than like to yeah. actively read. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's not many books these days that like can hold my attention. Yeah. So when mm-hmm. I find one that <coughs> does, and I feel like, oh, that's that's really good. No, I wouldn't be reading this right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, yeah. book one, book two, and book two point five. What's two point five? I'm not sure. I think like it's like uh, two point five should be a novella, like a spin-off or something. Okay. Because it's so mm-hmm. speed. There's one character in the book that uh, supposed to get her own story. So that that could be. I'm not sure. It's called the slow something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. that you you point out reading versus passive entertainment because to me I have a, the opposite logic that leads to the same conclusion. Like to me, I think like reading is too passive, so therefore I would rather play Runeterra where I'm actively using my brain, <laughs> which is actually not a true logic because you need to actively use your brain to interpret what's what's being written, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah. like you know, so, like when you watch a movie, like the story is being. And it's unfolding Show. in front of your eyes, right? Yeah. Like if you read yeah. it to like think, you know, it's the process, mm-hmm. like the words. Yeah. I don't know, it's like it's so different. Like, I feel it's actually quite bad. Though. Like I do miss reading a lot. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. I pick up a book and then I'm like, oh man, you know, how long how long am I gonna read this for? 
don't know what's happening on my phone now. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, realize uh, a passage and be like, oh, that reminds me. I should I should check this out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I find the best time to read is actually on the toilet. But yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of on the toilet, so Yuhan brought this up. She was like, "How come you guys call? Why do you call it a toilet game? I've never heard this phrase before until I started listening to this Twitch stream." Toilet game. <laughs> so, <laughs> toilet games, like you know, like yeah. games you play on the toilet. Uh-huh, yeah. And like to her, she's never heard of that term before. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm so... Is it because she doesn't? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She doesn't have a smartphone, first of all. So she has no toilet games to play. Uh, <laughs> no, but even on like, like Snake was, like, uh... Tetris. Yeah, Snake, <laughs> Snake was like. She does have a shitty, like, solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it a, like, conscious choice not to have a smartphone? Or. Does she have one for work at yeah. least? Yes. No. No. It is wow. quite a pain. It is quite a pain to reach her. And also, when I text her, you cannot really use emojis because they are just squares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to type in manual emojis and not no like special ASCII characters. So I can't put those like special Japanese emojis either. Yeah. Like I'll ask you once. No, but yeah. you could send like a um, uh, pseudo ASCII text last time. Her phone doesn't like, uh, tolerate it. I've tried it. Oh really? Like IRC. So because yeah. back in the day of like the the feature phones, right? Like you could buy mm-hmm. these services and like you could buy like uh these ASCII arts that you can send to other people via text. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't work on her phone. It's somehow even worse than the feature phones we had. Oh okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I know, um, but yeah, back to to reading. Speaking of attention spans, I feel like I'm switching topics every thirty seconds. Um, yeah, I feel like I haven't written, I haven't read a long fiction book for a while. Because I th- I think my other reasoning, which is again like not really healthy or true, was I say it out loud, is I feel like, do I deserve to be passive to be reading? a fantasy world that has nothing to do with real life right now like real life has so many problems like it feels more escapist even though i'm watching youtube videos which is really not that much more like yeah. less escapist it is escapism yeah. i mean yeah. i i guess that depends on like you individually uh it's fine to escape every now and then as long as it's not affecting like the rest of your life you know mm-hmm. yeah like i think it's good to take a break from the real world every once in a while you need to mm-hmm. i mean some people don't even like want to do that like some people don't enjoy mm-hmm. reading or watching fiction or what and like all they do is just read news and go on mm-hmm. online and read more news and it's like i don't know uh like I I can't imagine not having some sort of like fantasy element in my life. Like, I feel mm-hmm. it's I don't know, maybe it's like just core to who I am. But yeah, it like to me, I think it's like such a wonderful thing that people don't miss out on when they don't like partake. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other aspect, a practical aspect, is I feel like my eye. My eyes are getting worse, or something. But my prescription has changed, which yeah. makes reading fine print really hard. Yeah. 
<laughs> so maybe I should just like use my computer and blob the font to like size 18. You, you just have to buy hardcover editions. <laughs> Are they more clear? Like, usually they're bigger, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we, okay. your computer is like your your monitor and your phone screen is actually worse for your eyes, right? Yeah, but it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like getting, I'm trying to read, like reading a website, like it seems a lot easier than reading a PDF for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> My brain has been like tuned that way. Yeah. Yeah, That's so true. I find the King Killer Chronicle on ebook. Yeah. Well, well, I guess you, it's, uh, you can always do audiobook if you enjoy that. So, buddy, you missed really out hard on the, you miss out on the writing if you rely on ebooks. How's what? How do you miss out the writing if you rely on ebooks? Like you, you miss out on like how he connects the words and phrases them when it's being read out to you. I don't know, like it oh, processes differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? No. I yeah, don't my my friends and I talked about this topic, and one of them is like a speech pathologist and knows a lot about this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like, we can't say that blind people don't read. Like, they obviously have to rely on audiobooks and, and braille. Yeah. So, I think some people maybe I maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe some people are turned off by reading. They don't process it dyslexia or other kinds of like undiagnosed things it makes reading really hard and they think that they don't enjoy reading but actually maybe if they have audiobook they can get into it yeah i mean so like, maybe I like, like the, I, the same way as you i don't like audiobooks as much okay but like you know like uh like i prefer physical books to ebooks right it's like right uh, it's my thing it's like a preference you know mm-hmm. or like some people are visual learners some people are like more learn by doing you know those kind of things so like mm-hmm. i think it's like up to you how you want to process it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. i mean regardless of how you get the story like as long as you get it i think you know it's good yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like if it's an audiobook being read to you uh-huh. they stop reading a book mm-hmm. already you know it's an audio book mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like uh I've I've listened to a few audiobooks though not many because uh like I feel you have to uh like you can't listen to them and do something else. Like if not mm-hmm. you'll miss miss out yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, right? And uh it's a hassle to like scrub the track to find where you missed out something. Compared to having it on mm-hmm. paper or on an ebook where you can just flip or even search, <coughs> but uh, uh, other than those things, like I feel that there are great ways to there are great form of uh, consuming the medium. But I guess it also will depend on the the narrator, the reader. So some mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, well, I haven't had a, a bad experience before, but I can imagine that uh, some readers would probably not uh, give the same feeling as how the author intended. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I used yeah. to... I used to listen to a lot of audiobooks when I was a kid, though. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Oh. I was, like, a member of, like, the BBC. Singing and then, hipster. <laughs> as a and kid? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and then they would have these cassette tapes of, um, of people reading the Narnia stories. Oh, 
Yeah, that's so really cool. Found, yeah, I mean, nothing against audiobooks, but I still feel at the end of the day, I do prefer physical books. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there these, yeah, uh, there's this series called Just William, like a children's book. I think you should read it anyway, even though it's like a kid's book. It's very entertaining. It's like this British kid back in, I'll say, World War One or World War Two during that era. And then, like, how he just goes about his life, you know? And then, like, it, it used to be... Uh, I used to read the physical book, and then there was an audiobook version, too. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. it was quite nice. It was, like, a nice way to fall asleep, too, you know? Because, uh, you know, like, sometimes you play, then you just nod off. And then, yeah, so it was quite nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point about searching, and, and it's really hard to index, and... Um, yeah. yeah, for me, like, when I do listen to audiobooks, it, ha- it can't be, like, a, you know, you know, a song of ice and fire sort of thing. It has to be, like, a comedian wrote a memoir about themselves, and it's, like, really <laughs> short little chapters, and it's, yeah. like, you know, them reading it, so they tell the jokes. Yeah. Um, those are, for me, the most suitable. Okay. Um, but, yeah, even the King Killer Chronicle, I don't think I'll go for the audiobook version. I won't be able to, you know, follow it. Mm. Well, speaking yeah. of e-books, what, what app do you use to read books? Oh yeah, Apple. that's our next topic. App recommendation. <laughs> Apple Books. Oh, oh how, Apple loyal, books? how loyal! How <laughs> loyal! I, <laughs> I mean, books. like it gets the it gets the job done, right? Like I, I don't know what else I would need out of an e-reader. Mhm. Mhm. Google Books really cool. Um. If you haven't used it yet. I use Kindle. Okay. I mean Amazon, which yeah. you know, not I would say it's not the best. It's just the most complete collection that I have. Um, and I feel like I'm sort of stuck on that platform. Of course, you can use Calibre and do all sorts of things, but yeah. I haven't really gotten around to okay. organizing my collection. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like all of them are about the same. I think so. I mean, by now, I think a lot of the apps would have, like, parity with each other. So, like, mm-hmm. what I like about Google Books uh, is the, like, read pick off where you pick up where you left off i think kindle should have that as well uh across different platforms and then uh yeah you can like highlight to uh, look for word definitions mm-hmm. that's pretty useful yeah and then uh well the dark mode is always good <laughs> mm-hmm. actually never bought yeah there is a... so i always i always infer based on the context yeah, I mean mm-hmm. sometimes you get the sentence still, but you want to learn the new word. At least I do, so I look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's this tool called Readwise. I wish it's free because it's you do have to pay a monthly fee. But the idea is like you know once you highlight a whole bunch of books, like it would actually you know pull those highlights and then email it back to you every once in a while, so you remember what you highlighted. Oh, because I think like you know being able to revisit. Like you know, points that you like, you know, one finds interesting is important for memory retention. Oh, that's really, um, that's a cool feature. But I haven't found a free alternative. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the alternative is just select and copy and paste in Google Keep or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. could do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mhm. But I feel like none of these apps have like solve the the fundamental issues we just talked about like short attention span like somehow they can make the chapters even shorter or something that will help me remember what i read 
I, I guess that's not really a problem. It's more of the individual's like mindset mm-hmm. or uh, perseverance to go through a book. Yeah. Right. Like for me, these um, days, every book mm-hmm. is a long book because I, yeah. I don't finish in one sitting. Like, I used to finish books in one sitting. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I could do it last time, but these days I don't anymore. And it's fine, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I still read. I just uh, read slower than before. I try to go like at least one <laughs> chapter before I put it down. Yeah, yeah. Like I always use one chapter as a like stopping mm-hmm. point. So I feel like oh yeah, at least I yeah. progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like none of these books really mimic the paper book feel very very well because I mean I also like, have a choice would prefer physical books but now since I'm here I don't have any books with me and it's all on the iPad yeah. so at least having the iPad is a little better because you can like flip and you can theoretically annotate but it's just not the same as the physical book yeah. feel and the smell. <laughs> the smell yeah the fresh book smell yeah the bookstore smell actually i was like digging up uh books today to look whether to see the editors were mentioned mm-hmm. in the books and then some of my books were like yellowed already yeah yeah and there's that, that musty smell mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and all i was actually body, all those mold spots going into my lungs <laughs> exactly perfect for this uh, time um i was actually on our malaysia and and someone was mentioning that uh malaysia is the sixth top country consumer of books did you know that wow. um, which seemed like remarkably high and then someone said yeah that's because all these like Parents. spm and all these like schools yeah well, and also like um schools have these like really thin textbooks that are like one use only and mm-hmm. they're probably counting those as individual books <laughs> that really are, are they counting the that number. or are they counting like books you buy from bookstores like i don't know retail books I mean, you can buy apparently mph is mostly those books yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, then there's a whole discussion about like how Kinokuniya doesn't have the right selection anymore. It used to be better. <laughs> no, but Kinokuniya yeah, so. like lets you order anything, right? Sing it. Um, they need the they only can order if their publisher has it. The, okay. Their supplier, yeah, Supply, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if the supplier doesn't have, it's not even part of the supplier's catalog to begin with. Yeah. That I don't think you mm-hmm. can. Okay. I I can't. Yeah. I, I think it was MPH. No. I remember like ordering some books before, but yeah, I never took note of like whether it was from the series they normally carry or not. Huh. But to be fair, mm-hmm. like Kuni, I, I never, I was never not able to order a book that I wanted. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I guess because they are quite a big name, so they probably have a lot of. They were a lot of suppliers. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's why I find like the Big Bad Wolf like concept works really well because you get a whole sudden supply of books that you wouldn't be able to get otherwise mm-hmm. and at a markdown price. Yeah. Is right. it still going on? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, this... I guess it can now. Yeah. This... They, <laughs> they, they pause because of COVID. But uh, mm-hmm. not sure when they'll come back. And even if they do, I yeah. feel like it's going to be tall order to get people into a hall because, you know, no, it's a pretty 
social event i would say yeah like so mm-hmm. many people cramped into a room yeah i mean yeah. even i'm having trouble like convincing myself to go to a crowded place these days mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i i don't know how long that like mentality will last you know because <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh right recently we have the recovery mco so yes as of yesterday or yeah. today yeah so uh we can go out again i guess and mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I don't know like will i be comfortable going to a crowded area uh, i don't mm-hmm. know when that will be yeah it depends how yeah. long I'm... you're gonna be in like crowded area because i mean like supermarkets are quite crowded too yeah super crowded but if you know you're just gonna go in and out right mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it's easier yeah versus like oh mm-hmm. i'm gonna hang out in this mall for like 12 hours and that'll be a different mm-hmm. story yeah yeah i want to make a really random comment so i noticed one of our stream viewers is someone called hot local mom <laughs> so <laughs> hot local mom think sure about about supermarkets some spam bot. <laughs> <laughs> and not an actual mom that's too bad yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah in the u.s some counties are starting to release this concept of a social bubble where you're encouraged to establish which people yeah it's going to be in your social bubble and then you're allowed to hang out with these particular people um you know more so than others and mm-hmm. i was thinking oh man that's like having a closed friends list and then like <laughs> knowing whether you're gonna make someone's social bubble is it's such a telling sign of how close of a friend you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so uh... yeah i mean this whole recovery mco thing i'm i'm still not all the details have been released that I need to know about, so I have to check news every day to see what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we're on recovery. It could be not recovered, so this is great. Yeah. How does that affect your visa, by the way? That's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> and according to the very helpful Malaysia subreddit, someone said it is not clear. <laughs> And this happened last time too, because I understand, right? It's sort of like the PM has to announce it and everyone else has to figure it out. Um, so we only know the very high level details, but not like specifically, what is someone on a foreign tourist visa? Does an RMCO count as a type of MCO? That kind of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So um, unclear, unfortunately. Um, but I, I sense that it would count because last time with the... Um, uh, Cease MCO, they did count it as an MCO. Mm-hmm. So hopefully our MCO is also a type of MCO. Okay. Do you yeah. have a PR anyway, in all America? These yes. Okay, so... I do. If you get kicked out of Malaysia, you'll be sent to America. La. Correct, and that's where I want to go back to. So oh, that's <laughs> I want to call it happily return. I was wondering whether they send you back to Hong Kong because you're honky. Well, that's a complicated story. So um, <laughs> Boris Johnson, the PM, has been suggesting that um, they may allow British national overseas to convert to a full British passport mm-hmm. if things change in, in the political climate. However, you still have to stay in the UK. It's not like you just automatically get granted so yeah. it's not that much of a perk to me anyway would you move to the uk um but that that's interesting 
I don't think so. It's not definitely not on my want to live list. Yeah. Um, my I want to live list is like Japan. Japan. <laughs> Something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're a weeb. I know. I'm a <laughs> well, actually, no. Sing it's the OG weeaboo. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, yeah. But come on, Japan is so cool. I mean, I would. To be honest, I would never want to live there long term. But oh, everything is so nice there. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people say because like, they, they care. A lot of people say that it's, uh, going there for holiday and living there is like totally different. Totally not the same. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I enjoy like, being yeah, the first like, there like, so when the currency is in my favor. Like, I'm not saying like the Japanese people are nice, but as a tourist, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I guess maybe they, you're more, they're more polite, are more understanding. <sighs> but then, like, yeah. the minute you, you live there and you live and you work with them, then it's like a, mm-hmm. a whole other thing already. You can pretend to be. Right, nice. then you're just confused foreigner. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Farang. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, like a gaijin, right? Gaijin, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. right. And as an Asian person, you're not even the, the good gaijin. The good gaijin is the blonde, the with the blue eyes, or like the yeah. second second class gaijin. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that considered racism? Like positive racism? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Actually, I, I think I'm not like equipped to speak to that. And xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's xenophobia. Is this people who are different? Mm-hmm. Well, racism. Uh, well, it's about their race. I think yeah. it's different. I, I guess it's mm-hmm. a form. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, like like. Mm-hmm. Racism is. Me like maybe like xenophobia like it's a. Oh no wait okay Google says xenophobia dislike or prejudice against people from other countries, so it's not about the race but where they're from. Ah. Uh. It's like how Malaysians hate Singaporeans. <laughs> Do you hate Singaporeans? No, I don't. Uh, Singaporeans nah, are I'm okay with Singaporeans. Yeah. And singing oh. like grew up there, so it's pretty much. Singing. I know, right? As I was thinking, it'd be so funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, Did you experience culture Malaysia. shock? No. <laughs> it is so light, <laughs> Singapore and Malaysia. Well, there was I like, I guess, culture-wise, it would be like TV. I guess when I first came back, and then, well, not when I first came back. Whenever I came back for holidays. And then, like, you turn on, like, TV 1, 2, and 3. And like, I never understand what's going on. And, like, all the cartoons will be, like, dubbed in Malay and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no! I'll be, like, I'll, be, like, so, I'll be, like, so upset. I'm, like, you know, where's, like, all the good shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have to watch the, like, 5.30 cartoons on weekdays. And uh, weekend is Saturday or Sunday morning. For the English cartoons, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like NTV Seven, they had like uh, Fox Kids, right? Um, Sunday or something. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, we've hit an hour. Well, we've crossed it already. You want to call it? Oh wow! It didn't feel like it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh, sure. Yeah, I think we have a few more topics for next time. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, any questions from our loyal viewer? Loyal viewer. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it looks so 
thanks for tuning in like almost every week admin you're the best <laughs> yes thank you and for bearing with our unpredictable schedule <laughs> i don't know how you manage to listen to every week considering we change the time randomly <laughs> i think he doesn't listen to the morning ones but he listens to the evening yeah ones. i know yeah <laughs> okay maybe maybe we should we stick to this i'm trying to think what's a good time for all of us I, uh, um, this is how it's better, actually. Sunday morning was actually quite good, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sunday morning is fine. Oh, okay. It's just that this morning I overslept. Oh, okay. I overslept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Edmund's on his notifications. I yeah. feel like I don't really check my notifications as often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess well, we cool. can wrap it up here. Thanks again for another yeah. episode. Thanks Thank to everyone you. for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Wait, let's keep the chat on and stop the stream. Oh yeah, no, the chat goes on even if the stream is over. Oh right, you mean this chat. Oh. Okay, hang on. I'll stop the stream. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll see you the chat.